When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Do you know what I use to record these podcasts? It's Anchor by Spotify. It's the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need all in one place. Let me explain. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or a computer. It's all really, really easy. It's all really intuitive. When hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your podcast on listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more. It's everything you need to make a podcast. Good morning. Welcome to Breakfast with Ken for Friday, November 6th, 2020. Brought to you by the great people at Today's Dentistry. Dr. Mike O'Neill, the best dentist I've ever gone to. He's the best dentist you'll ever go to if you just call him. 317-849-2933 is the number. Four Colts yesterday did not practice because of COVID protocols. They are Sheldon Day, Quentin Nelson, Michael Pittman, and Taekwon Lewis. Not close contact with somebody that tested positive with COVID, but contact. So they will be eligible to come back today to practice if all test, all test negative. We'll see what happens. The Colts, they're plus two on Sunday to the Ravens. The Ravens, about a 60% favorite, according to the ESPN Power Index, to win this game on Sunday. This is going to be a great game. Football games, boxing matches, it's all about matchups, right? And this matchup between the Ravens' rush offense and the Colts' run defense is just so cool, where nobody can run really well against the Colts, but the Ravens run really well against everybody. Well, push is going to come to shove, and somebody's going to be the winner on Sunday, and it's going to be fascinating, and I can't wait to go to the game and watch from the comfort of the press box. Although, where's the pie? In the press box, we don't get pie. The pie is, that's the only time I eat pie. Could we get some apple pie in the press box? They've got cake, but I like the pie. Uh, the game's going to come down to, on Sunday, the ability to grind first downs and control clock. And that's for both teams. Usually that's a Colts point of differential that allows them to win games and increase the pressure on the opposing offense because they don't get the ball so often. So they've got to score when they've got it. That's pressure. Both teams are going to feel that this Sunday. Uh, you've got to be able to create pressure defensively if you're the Colts or if you're the Ravens. If you allow Phillip Rivers to sit back in the pocket and throw it when he wants, where he wants, you're going to have trouble stopping that Colts offense. You're going to have to maintain discipline if you're the Colts in minimizing Lamar Jackson's ability to pick up third downs. All right? Third down conversions. If you've got a third and eight, and your coverage is perfect, 
and you get pressure the way you want to get pressure. But the quarterback escapes, and he goes and gets 9 or 10 yards running the football before he slides. That is debilitating. Psychologically, that is just awful to see that happen. Everybody does their job well, but somehow the escapability of the quarterback allows him to pick up that third and long. Wow, that's like, all right, let's go again, first and ten. You got to be able to hold your lanes and cover your gaps and keep Lamar Jackson hemmed in, put pressure on him, make it throw it before make him throw it before he wants to throw it and don't let him tuck and run. He's the team's leading leading rusher for a reason, right? And you must avoid turnovers. This is true every week, but it's especially true this week. When you're playing a ball control team, as both these teams are, ball control teams, you like I said earlier, you're limited in your number of possessions. So that magnifies the importance of turnovers. If you turn the ball over against the Ravens, you're going to get beat. If you turn the ball over against the Colts, you're going to get beat. It's that easy. Uh, You've got to take advantage of Orlando Brown at left tackle for the Ravens. They've got uh, Ronnie Stanley on the shelf. He ain't going to be able to play one of the best left tackles in the game. So if you've got uh, backup at left tackle, no matter who it is, You've got to take advantage of that. Remember when Anthony Costanzo was down and LaRaven Clark came in and played left tackle? We need to do what was done to the Colts, to the Ravens, with their left tackle being off. Mo Ali Cox, Ashton Doolin, Marcus Johnson, T.Y. Hilton, they did not practice yesterday. Hopefully they get Marcus Johnson and Mo Ali Cox back today, or at least for Sunday. IU plays Michigan at Memorial Stadium. Michigan, a three-and-a-half-point favorite, despite the fact that the ESPN Power Index has Indiana as a favorite in this game. And, of course, we hope that Indiana is going to win. I'm wearing red. It's a Friday, so you got to find something red to wear if you're an Indiana guy, as I am. And, uh, boy, oh, boy, do I not like Jim Harbaugh. I was on the Dan Dockett show yesterday for uh, 10, 15 minutes, and we talked about Jim Harbaugh and how I don't like Harbaugh. And I'm not sure I, I explained it as well as I would like. Look, Jim Harbaugh, to me as a coach, is a lot like Jim Harbaugh was as a quarterback. And Jim Harbaugh as a quarterback is in the Colts' ring of honor based upon this. Four years as a most-of-the-time starter, and in those 46 games that he started over that 64-game period of time, the Colts were 20 and 26. His passer rating... 86. He was not terribly good. Yet, he's in the ring of honor. This, I think, encapsulates really, really nicely the magic of Jim Harbaugh. He is able to exist in mediocrity, both as a quarterback and now as a coach, and somehow generate this hype that he's actually really, really good at what he does. I think that's Jim Harbaugh. Plus, when he was here in Indianapolis, I'm not going to go into particulars, but he was a uh, a hypocrite in a great many ways. And so I'm not a big fan of Jim Harbaugh. In fact, I'm not a fan at all of Jim Harbaugh. And so we've got uh, hoping that Indiana wins and hoping that Jim Harbaugh loses. Paul Feinbaum was on ESPN yesterday and said that it's time for Michigan and Harbaugh to come to an amicable divorce, which is kind of what happens wherever he goes, 
once he's had a place for three, four, five years, it's kind of like, okay, like we figured the guy out. It, 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 this isn't what we want. That's where Michigan is, and Harbaugh is going to have, he'll wind up getting another gig, a really, really good gig, because somehow the hype has so far exceeded the reality. Uh, you know, it's kind of like Robert De Niro in The Untouchables when he, he d- d- kind of yells at Al Capone in disdain. He says, uh, uh, you're nothing but a badge and a lot of noise. With Jim Harbaugh, Jim Harbaugh is nothing but a pair of khakis and a lot of noise. Um, so, you know, there you go. Uh, player reps for the NBA, uh, NBPA, they have agreed that December 22nd is the date. So the agreement came yesterday. They've still got some, some fine print to negotiate on this, uh, this agreement, this addendum to the CBA, which will allow the season to start on December 22nd. But the NBA is going to get going. They're going to be playing on December 22nd. I told you weeks ago this was going to happen. It was a fait accompli, of course, because cash always wins in, in negotiations. And, and so they're going to play. They, nobody says no to a billion dollars. All right. And that's what the NBPA would have been doing had they forestalled the beginning of the NBA season to Martin Luther King Day. They would have said, no, no, a uh, billion dollars in revenue is no good. We get half of it. We, we don't want it. That's fine. That never happens ever, ever, ever in the history of man. Nobody's ever said that. And so, of course, it was going to be December 22nd. As soon as the fine print is negotiated between the NBPA, uh, NBPA and the NBA, then the offseason is going to start. And what an offseason it's going to be. Very, very shortened, right? Truncated. And there are going to be trades, and then you've got the draft on the 18th, and then you're going to have free agency, and then camps are going to open on, on December 1st. And it, it's going to be mayhem once they get this thing agreed upon and the offseason really starts. You're going to have about three weeks conduct, to conduct all business. It's going to be fantastic. I cannot wait. The Raiders were fined $500,000. John Gruden was fined one hundred and fifty grand. The Raiders were docked a six-round pick for brazen and repeated COVID protocol violations. There you go. The, the NFL isn't playing. You want to get a team's attention, start snatching draft picks. And if it happens again, it isn't going to be a six-rounder this time in the 2021 draft. ESPN has reportedly laid off 300 employees. They will not fill 200 open positions. And uh, so there you go. The reason is being cited is covid uh, according to Chairman Jimmy Pitaro, we wish people all the best. It is a terrible time to be involved in media. Just terrible. And if you lose your job in media today, good luck getting one. And so all these people, and I'm telling you, man, you know what? You you start trimming your workforce behind the scenes at a place like ESPN. The thing that has always separated ESPN from everybody else in that industry is the behind-the-scenes stuff, the information gathered, the information then given to the talent. Do you think that any of these guys would be able to function for 15 minutes on camera without the people behind the scenes doing a hell of a lot of heavy lifting? They would not be able to. And so ESPN is really, they're putting themselves in a bind where their product is not going to be worth the price that is being paid for it, especially ESPN Plus. They love that thing. ESPN Plus, what is it, four bucks a month? They got like eight million subscribers. That's a lot of cash. 
and they are putting themselves in a position where that product is not going to be valued because that product is going to be an empty shell. And I hate to see that from ESPN. ESPN for so long had done it right. And they keep cutting and cutting and cutting and cutting. And people think that management and media and sports media is a lot of fun because you get to create content. You know what? For management in sports media, and this goes for Jimmy Pitaro, and I feel terrible for him, and, and John Skipper before him, and all the guys who have been bigwigs at ESPN, what it really comes down to is figuring out which jobs you can do most easily without and then turning those people loose. And you do it every year, every couple of years, dot I's and cross T's and still function. And that is a pain in the ass. And that is a miserable way to make a living because it costs night sleep. Um, sectional championships tonight all over the state of Indiana. Games of local interest, 6A. Uh, Fishers at Westfield, Carmel at Brownsburg, Ben Davis at Perry Meridian, Lawrence North at Warren Central, Columbus East at Center Grove in 5A, Decatur Central at Cathedral. Let's go Fighting Irish. Uh, New Pal at Whiteland and New Albany playing Jeffersonville. By the way, a uh, an old-timers game tomorrow night at New Albany, old-timers soccer. It's an, They call it alum. I call it old-timers. I'll be down there. Let's go. Me, Sam Anderson, Louis Stevens, you kidding me? Lots of people going to play. It's going to be hilarious. I cannot wait. Um, you know, nothing like old guys running around playing a young guy's game. It'll be fantastic. We got like two subs aside. What are we going to do? How the hell are we going to run around <laughs> for all 60 minutes? I can't run for 10 minutes. What are we going to do? It's going to be walking man soccer by the time we get to the second half. Uh, 4A, Lebanon at Roncalli, Chittard at Brebuff in 3A, 2A, Heritage Christian at Shenandoah, 1A, Covenant Christian at Lutheran. It is time for the picks of the week. Let's visit the Orb of Wisdom and see what the Orb has for us this week. Orb, I got to tell you, last week you were not glorious. Your results, I'm not going to touch it this week. Your, your results were not glorious. Hey, why don't you bite me? Your voice has changed. Well, uh, we, we caught some crap on social media, said that I sounded like Mr. Bill, so I decided to sound like this. I guess you just get to decide what you, uh, what you sound like these days. All right, Orb, let's, let's get right to the games that you want to pick. How about the Bears and the Titans? The Titans, a uh, six-and-a-half-point favorite in this game. What do you think? Bears at the Titans. I'm taking the Chicago Bears, and I'm taking the points. I think the Bears going to cover, and I don't think it's going to be close. Tennessee, their defense ain't so good. I don't care who's playing quarterback for the Bears. And the over-under is 46-and-a-half. What do you think? I got the over. I don't like Tennessee's defense like I said. Boy, oh, boy. He said the orb's angry in the way he makes these picks. I, I like the orb with a with a high shrill voice a little bit better but we'll we'll live with this for this week uh, maybe we'll uh, we'll make another change next week um how about the Seahawks at Buffalo Buffalo a three and a half point dog what do you think I don't like the Seahawks on the road I think that the Bills win this game outright but I will take the three points and run like a thief in the night how about that makes a little bit of sense 
All right, uh, Ravens at the Colts. The uh, the Ravens are a two-point favorite. The over-under is 48. Hey, that over-under number has moved up by three and a half over the course of the week. So, of course, I take that as a gift and take the under. These are both good defenses, and I cannot, I, I cannot in good conscience take the Colts when they have played in their first seven games uh, kind of substantially weak competition. So I'm going to take the Ravens and give the two points to whoever wants them. All right, so you're taking the Ravens. That's not very, uh, that's not civic-minded of you to bet against the city's team. But, you know, what do we got to do? It's investing, right? You don't do it with your heart. You do it with your head. We applaud the the orb. I'm not going to do that. I'm not picking against the Colts, but you go ahead. Carolina at Kansas City. Kansas City minus 10 is a gift. Uh, Carolina's terrible. Kansas City at home, they're going to score lots of points, and they're going to cover the 10.5. And And then you got the uh, Steelers at the Cowboys. Steelers probably the NFL's best team right now and their best defense playing at Dallas. They are given 14. I don't think it's going to be that close. I am taking Pittsburgh. And then in the college game, Michigan at Indiana, I'm taking the over. I don't think 54 is enough points. I'm taking the over. And then Clemson at Notre Dame. Notre Dame getting five at home. I'm taking the Fighting Irish. The Orb has spoken. There you go. Thanks, Orb. Investment advice from the Orb. As always, we thank him heartily. Now that we know he's a he, I, I can't imagine that's a she, uh, given picks like that and, and sounding like that. So uh, I'm going to assume... It is a heat. Let's celebrate some birthdays, shall we? On this glorious Friday, what a beautiful day for a high school football, right? It's going to be a great night. Um, RJ Ciancio, happy birthday. Matt Hurdle, happy birthday. Adnan Dahar, happy birthday. David Sumner, Kimberly McNamer, happy birthday. Jordan Height, happy birthday. Judy Cotham, Eric Stout, Sean Asbury, uh, Eric Casillas, the great Eric Casillas. Where is Eric Casillas? Where are you, Eric? And uh, Stephen Duncan, speaking to former ESPN stalwarts, uh, if today's your birthday, you celebrate like hell. If it's not your birthday, celebrate somebody else. That's best done with an honest and specific compliment. Today, inside Indiana Sports Now, we're going to talk about the Colts and to the Colts, and I cannot wait to do both. Let's go!